Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts this is intimate knowledge with megan king shh it's a show about sex. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Intimate Knowledge. I'm your host, Megan King. You can find me on Instagram at Megan King. Find me online on the World Wide Web at GuyHavenExperience.com. I'm so excited because I'm planning some great retreats coming up. Zermatt is July 17th through 22nd, Women's Growth Retreat. And I have some other exciting things in the works. I had a really good call this morning with the Gaia team and excited to make a big announcement coming soon. So check out that website and my Instagram for more info. All right, so let's get into it. So today I'm going to give you guys a quick little update on what's going on with me. And then we're going to bring in Dr. Tara. She is a sex expert on YouTube and TikTok. So I'm excited to talk to her. She seems like just a ball of energy and so much fun. So, all right, what's going on with me? So this weekend, I am flying to Charleston for a wedding for my girlfriend who's, um, she's getting married. She's a good, good girlfriend from high school. 
it's interesting where I'm 38 years old and this is her first wedding. And um, that's unusual. I kind of felt like wedding season was over for me more or less. And for me and my friends. And it's, it's funny because I feel like I'm going to my 20th reunion is like in two weeks from high school. And so I kind of feel like this is like a little mini high school reunion and kind of want to like look really good, but I went to an all girl high school, but the, I mean, there's gonna be guys there that I knew from high school that went to the all boy high school. So, and then also rival all girl high schools, women will be there. I feel like I'm regressing back to the high school version of me and my best friend and who lives in San Francisco. She and I are like texting about what to wear and who, what the vibe is and everything. I go to weddings and cocktail type events all the time, all the time, like at least once a week, I would say. And I don't ever get nervous. I just throw something on in my closet. Like I'm not nervous. I should say a little anxious though, because I'm actually thinking about this, putting a lot of thought into it. I just, I'm balling on a budget. I went to TJ Maxx with my daughter. She's sick at home and uh, just like bought a bunch of stuff. So we'll see what happens. So anyways, this weekend going with Will, the guy that I've been dating on and off for like three years. And this time round three, we've been dating for a few months and we're leaving things kind of casual. We're not naming what we have. We're just saying we're best friends. You've seen them on my Instagram and um, you know, throughout the three years, but recently as well. And um, we definitely don't call each other boyfriend and girlfriend, but I'm, and I miss him so much. We haven't seen each other. It'll be a month by the time we see each other next. That's a long time to go without seeing someone that you're dating. And like, it, I know that, ugh, I don't know, it's weird because I say we're dating and and we are, but it's a little bit more than dating too, because we're like best friends since we've known each other for three years and we know each other very well. And I just really miss touching him and smelling him and just being in the same room together. It's hard. And so this is kind of making me question, well, what is it that I want? Because I like what we have. I like not defining it, I think. Um, and I like being able to have my time with my kids when I'm a mom in St. Louis. And then when I don't have my kids, I like to be able to get away and just enjoy myself with my man and be comfortable. But this month off has really kind of done a number on my brain and my emotions. And I'm like wondering, does he miss me like I miss him? I don't know. I mean, we do talk about it a little bit, but I feel like we're at a point where instead of, you know, getting closer and closer together, it's staying stagnant, which was the goal to stay the same. But are we stuck in the friend zone? It's not really friends. It's like best friends with benefits, but the, that just minimizes the complexity of the relationship because it's very deep and um, developed. And then I ask myself again, is history repeating itself right now? Because here we are third time around and I don't like what, what changes, what gives, you know, it's hard to see each other when we don't live in the same state. So it's hard to see each other unless both of us are making, making conscious efforts. And it's more difficult for me because I have the children. So I don't know. I'm kind of in a holding pattern right now, but I do know that I'm very, very excited to see him this weekend. And it's a big deal. It's a wedding. I think bringing a date to a wedding, any wedding is a big deal. But this is one of my best friends from high school. And it's with all of my high school friends, close friends, people that were very important in the development of who I am today. And on that note, let's bring in Dr. Tara. 
America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dr. Tara, thank you so much for being with us today on Intimate Knowledge. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here, Megan. Okay, so you you wear many, many hats, but mainly sex hats. Sex hats. <laughs> mainly <laughs> sex hats, yes. Tell us who you are. 
Ooh, who am I? Who is she? <laughs> who is she? Who are you, <laughs> who Dr. Pepper? <laughs> uh, I would say I wear three hats. Uh, the first hat is I'm a professor and I teach sexual communication and relational communication at Cal State University Fullerton. Uh, I received my tenure uh, two years ago. So <laughs> as I thank you, as I was, uh, you know, receiving the news, I'm like, hmm, what else do I want to do apart from teaching in college? So that comes my second hat, which is uh, sex and relationship coach. I started my own practice here in downtown LA, uh, where I coach people um, through whatever sexual goals that they have. And so I started that a few years ago. And then my third hat would be a TikTok influencer uh, yeah. in sex education. I have 2 million followers on TikTok. And I basically create sex positive content with comedy i know i i love i love your tiktok it's Thank so much you. fun it's so much fun to watch and you you amassed over two million followers in under a year how did you do that i think it's because i have like an unapologetic sassy tone and i'm yes, saying the things you're people funny to say thank you i'm saying the things that i think people want to say but they don't know how to say it or they feel like they can't say it what kind of feedback did you get from your TikTok from your students and from your your staff at, at university? <laughs> they think it's hilarious. Uh, well, my students think it's it's hilarious, and they often are like, "We want to be on your TikTok." So actually, I have quite a few videos of them on my TikTok. So I'll go things like, you know, oral sex. How long should it last? And then we'll go around the class, and they'll no go way. five minutes, ten minutes. <laughs> it's so fun. They love it. Well, how long should oral sex last? What's the answer? Ooh, well, statistically, like if you ask women, women tend to say like less than 10 minutes. But I think men have like a pretty biased view of like watching porn. So sometimes men will go like, I can't do 20 minutes. I'm like, women don't ask you to go down on us for 20 minutes straight. Wait, you know? I want to ask somebody to go down on me for two hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> with, especially with a pillow under your butt right yeah exa exactly yeah no wait seriously like hold on are women only asking for women are asking to 10 minutes receive oral sex for 10 minutes 10 minutes and men think that they should give oral sex for how long 20 minutes oh they want to do longer yeah well but they watch porn and they think like the performance part right is 20 yeah. minutes and that's the thing about porn is that when you watch porn you tend to think that sex should look a certain way or should yeah, last right. a certain amount of time um, when, when you ask people heterosexual people how long should penis and vagina penetration last like from the enter from the time the penis enters yeah. and just like non-stop in a row okay okay people think they should last like 45 minutes what really yeah, when in fact it's like that's, ten. That's like a long time. It's that a long like time. A lot of exercise. A lot of exercise, and it's impossible. Like a woman's vagina, it would by that yeah. time it would be like friction. It wouldn't. Yeah, feel it would just be raw. No, but that's because of you know a lot of mainstream porn nowadays. We have ethical porn, which I love, but because of like some toxic mainstream porn, a lot of people have different ideas of what sex should look like, how long it should last. And it's just not the truth. It's not the pleasurable truth. Right, right, right. Yeah, we talk a lot about that, like how um, foreplay is not necessarily foreplay. It's foreplay. Right. It's, yeah. you know, that's what that's what it's not like fingering can lead up to sex. It's like fingering can be it if you do it right. Fingering is the main character. 
Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. It's my I favorite, it. really. I you know, I know. Like in the right spot. Like if they know what they're doing, it's not just like fingers just like going going around like all rogue. Then, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. My partner like now knows my body really well. And yeah. like when he fingers me and when I squirt, it's like it's one oh of the God. best. You can feelings. squirt. Can yeah. everybody squirt? Yes. How? Teach everybody us. has like the the mechanism to do it but i think really? a lot of it is yeah a lot of it is um not letting go uh two things that i love telling people that they can try is number one is sexual meditation because a lot of times there's a lot of energy stuck in the body and we're not uh -huh. even like we're not we don't have the capacity to let go and squirting is all about letting go like the female ejaculation is all about letting go so sexual meditation will help you in terms of like mentally letting go that's one of the best things you can do there's so much research um, and experiments conducted using like sexual mindfulness as a variable that they show um, women who have had like cervical cancer who said like i feel nothing in my vag literally get back their feelings and like like started liking from sexual sex meditation from sexual meditation but what is that Sexual meditation is like a regular meditation practice, but it focuses on sexual thoughts, the sexual feelings and the sensations in your body. So how can I do that? Like tonight can, after my put my kids down, how do I sexually meditate? Yes. So uh, if if you want, I have a guided meditation that's completely free. That's on oh. YouTube. Uh, there's a five minute one and a 10 minute one. So really? whatever feels comfortable for you, you can start with that. And it's guided sexual meditation. So all you got to do is find five minutes quiet time for yourself. Listen to the guy and follow the guide. And so uh, how often does this have to happen? How you know, like how, how many yeah. sessions? In those research, they they do it consistently. So they do it daily mm -hmm. um, for like a certain period of time. So like two weeks or three weeks or okay. one month. Well, that sounds manageable. Manageable. Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ask someone that practices this. I've done this for now almost three years every mm -hmm. single day for five minutes. Really? Yeah. And I can. And do you find it helpful? 100%. I feel like, like still after three years, you still find it helpful? Yeah, I find it like maintenance It's like taking okay. vitamins. I take vitamins. Yeah. I do sexual meditation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I do. Yeah. I take vitamins. So maybe I'll add sexual meditation into that. There you go. I mean, I do want to meditate more. But yeah. it's hard. To, sometimes it's just hard to take five, 10 minutes when you're just meditating without, you know, a sort of end goal, which exactly. is well, I mean, the end goal is inner peace, I guess, right. But in yeah. like, in intuitive, like awareness. Yeah. But if if I have a goal like sexual, a sexual goal, I yeah. feel like I'd be much more motivated to motiv meditate. One hundred percent. It's like inner peace and vagina peace. We can we can have both. <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh, that's fascinating. Okay, so with so you so then sexual meditation can lead a woman to squirt because she's able to let go. But mm -hmm. what else? There's got to be. Is there a spot? Mm -hmm. Like what is it? So there's another thing that's like somatic practice is moving your hips and like moving your body in order to release like that pelvic area. Uh, 
believe it or not, a lot of people store their stressors of the mm-hmm. day in their pelvic area. Some mm-hmm. of us do in their our shoulders, neck, stomach, some like the pelvic area, and we need to like stretch the pelvic area, massage the pelvic area, move around. So mm-hmm. these like somatic things can be very helpful. But honestly, I think for me, because I've never squirted in my twenties. I have mm. just mm-hmm. recently learned to squirt a few years ago. Wow. And when I squirted the first time, I would say a few things contributed to me being able to like let go. Of course, the two things that I just talked about, but also because my partner took the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've never dated someone who like took the time. Why did he take the time? You know, I think it's because at that point I was like already in my sexual awakening journey. So I gave him a lot of verbal feedback. Mm-hmm. So I was telling him like, oh, that feels really good. That feels really good. Like, take your time, like stay there just like yeah, that. Yeah, stay yeah. there. And so communication, and communication, literally. But it took a while for me to for me and him to like find that sink. And I think that sink that that sink comes after a while. I don't think like you can yeah. have sex like a one night stand and right. like squirt with someone okay so you have to be yeah. okay i see what you're saying now can you if you decide that you don't want to squirt can mm-hmm. you turn it off oh that's a really good question i think so especially if you have a really good control of your pelvic area you can hold it in like okay. if you don't want to let go of the the juice you can hold it in you can still okay. like have we'll get that back orgasm to feeling you yeah you can have a, an orgasm like i don't want to feeling, but like kind of hold it in kind of like when you pee but you stop peeing like you just hold yeah, it in that sounds terrible. and I think you don't <laughs> then you don't <laughs> ejaculate but you can still come like you can still have an orgasm right, right? it's a brain activity yeah oh the, an orgasm is a brain activity yeah what <laughs> okay this is so interesting because I'm not kidding I feel like I was watching your TikTok and you talked about sex dreams and like how if you sleep on your stomach with your hands above your head, yeah. then you're more likely to have sex dreams. I have sex dreams and I'm not kidding. I'll come in my dreams. Oh, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Like for real, like it's a real, it's a real orgasm, but it's in a dream. Yeah. A lot of women can. How? I think it's a blessing. Really? I, I have a lot of women that ask me, how do I induce it? I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't have real scientific finding for that. But like research did find a correlation between people who sleep like that, like stomach on their stomach and then hands uh, or arms up to have more sex dreams well what normally like if i have a sex dream it's usually like where one that ends in orgasm it's usually when i'm laying in bed next to my partner and i kind of like doze off as we're like cuddling or touching or something and so in my mind i'm like thinking about like what happens next and i think like it tur- that turns into a dream or something mm-hmm. and then like that's where you know the full orgasm comes from eventually. I love that. I know. Isn't that wild? It's literally like in bed with my partner. Yeah. It's, I think there's like a term like continuous pleasure where some, like you can take it to your dream and like have an orgasm there. But some people use continuous pleasure as in like in the morning, they will start cuddling and maybe touching each other, but they will edge like they don't have sex. Right. And then kind of throughout the day or when you like drive to work and you start feeling yourself and, you know, continue the pleasure. Like this continuous pleasure idea is a really good idea, especially for long term relationships. Uh. and for people who have kids who are like we don't have time to have sex 
um, you can try continuous pleasure. Like just if edge morning, all day long, just like touch each other to start. And then you can, you can even finish off on your own, right? Like you can right. masturbate, um, you can, or come home and like mutually masturbate together. There's so much like taboo for people who masturbate together. They're like, oh, your sex life is dead if you're masturbating. Not really. Actually, research no, found people hot. who have, yeah, more sexual variety when they get older with their partners tend to be a lot more sexually satisfied than mm. people who think sex is like one thing. Yeah, I know. I think that's like a, an, a big issue with a lot of long term relationships is that we fall into a, a pattern of what works for us. Like you just said, you said your partner and you have been together for a while, you know each other's bodies. And when you know each other's bodies so well, and you know what works for one another, why not just go to the thing that works well every single time? So it's it's harder to mix it up after a while. It is harder. And it is definitely a conscious effort. Yeah. You have to be like, okay, today, we're gonna try have sex in the car. Okay, so I want to ask you about um the the show. There's a show, Love Is Blind. Mm-hmm. You know about it? Okay, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what happens. So you have to date and get to know somebody from outside of a screen, right? You can't even see them, and then you propose to the person, and then you get to smell them and touch them and see them and see like who you chose. How do you feel about that? Like to basically like you don't know if there's any sexual chemistry until the end. Is that possible to have a relationship with that? like a, a successful one that doesn't just come from if you have sexual chemistry, you're lucky at that point? Is it just luck or is there something to it? That's a really great question. And I love the thesis of this show. I think what makes this show so interesting is that it's so different from our current dating patterns. Because like with um, dating apps and these other dating shows, like it's all about sexual attraction and physical attraction, right? It's like over the top. Like you're on Tinder, like that's all you see is physical attraction. Right. So I think the thesis is like, it's really good. It's goodwill thesis. I like that they, yeah, know, right. they try to have people develop like emotional connection prior. However, <laughs> I am on. Uh, so there are two theories that talk about this and they're not boring. They're really interesting. The first one is called sexual compatibility model. The second one is called sexual restraint model. Sexual compatibility compatibility model states that uh, you're the kind of person that wants to know right away if there's sexual chemistry, if we're going to be compatible sexually. Therefore, you want all your senses to be available. You want to see them. Mm -hmm. You want to see them, you want to touch them, you want to smell them, you want to talk to them, uh, but you want to gauge because that's really important to you. So sexual compatibility is good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. You and me, Megan, uh, I have the same thing where I have to know that. Yeah. Apparently not. So there's a lot of people who have sexual restraint model values where when they go on a date, the last thing they think about is sexual compatibility. They want to restrain. Yeah. They want to restrain. They want to like talk about other things and develop like emotional connection. See if there's like personality conflict. See if there's like room for family planning or similar goals in the future other than sexual compatibility first. So this is called sexual restraint model. And a lot of people have this. Like what kind of people? Is it mainly men or mainly women? Or is it mainly a certain generation? Who? Yeah, <laughs> I love that you're so passionate about this. You're like, who the f is like that? Our producer on the show is is the second one. She just wrote, she just dropped me a, a note that that's that's her style. Yeah, exactly. There are actually a lot of women who have sexual restraint model and how they view dating, and uh, 
with people who have the sexual restraint model, a lot of satisfaction and determination of whether or not you want to date this person long term comes uh-huh. from whether or not you have personality compatibility and not sex. What? Well, then is the sex bad? No, no, because like that's not even a variable. Like you, you don't consider oh. that at first. That comes later. Maybe after dating and talking for a couple of months, you start escalating into that sexual connection. And to a oh. lot of these people, they believe that with the right emotional connection, that sexual connection is like inevitable. But you know, on the other hand, there's people like Megan and Tara <laughs> that are like, "Oh, yeah, I right. need to know right away if we have sexual chemistry, and I need to use all my senses to determine that." I literally was just saying before you you came on the show on this episode that I'm seeing this person. We've been on and off for three years, and it's been a month that I've without seeing him. He lives in LA. I live in St. Louis, and I really miss him. Like it's been really difficult for me not to, Mm. and it's not even the sex. It really, as much as it, I just want to touch him and smell him and like be in the same room as him. It's been really hard for me. Yeah. I love that you say smell twice. Are you a fan of scent? Big fan. Like that's the, and, and back to these dating apps, like I could have so much chemistry with somebody on the, on FaceTime and, you know, like texting, whatever, but if I really think I'm connected with someone, I will know when I smell them. Like when I give them a hug and I smell them, I'm like, okay. Megan, you're like sister from another mother for me. Are you like that? I am. Scent is my number one indicator in dating. That's- and with now my husband, I remember the first time I met him and I'm just like smelling him like, ooh, damn, that's sexy. You yeah. know, I, I rarely have felt like that previous to meeting him so right now like even in the morning like we're cuddling I love like just sniffing his back his neck like I love scent it is you know there's actually research that shows scent is the most is the number one indicator of true attraction because it's unbiased because Because mentally and psychologically and cognitively, you can be thinking about this person, right? What is their job? How much money they make? What do they look like? Are they like physically hot? Are they fit? There's so many biases when you're thinking about a person, but scent doesn't lie because a person can check every single box you have and you still don't like their scent. And that's going to be a predictor of you breaking up or getting a divorce in the future because scent is so strong and so unbiased. It's very animalistic in a way that it can't lie. Now, is this for everybody or just for people like me and you? People. Like people, for people, animals, we're animals. animals. Yeah, we're so good. We used to be so much better with smell. But now with like perfume and pollution right. and, you know, Covers like we're, we're not as good. But I think it's the best indicator. And have you ever heard the story of Napoleon? No, tell me. Napoleon uh, before us have been a big fan. A, he was of, a shorty. Of scent and of uh, indicator of attraction. And Napoleon, the, the ruler. Yep. Yeah, Napoleon. Yeah, Napoleon. So back then, he would write a letter to his lover, Josephine. And he would write a letter. He's a known person for like scent attraction. He would write a letter that says, Dear Josephine, I'm coming to Paris in three days. Don't wash. No way. Wow, that's Uh so interesting. It's like the vabbing. Have you heard Uh about that? Yeah, yeah. Vagina juices and you like dab them on you like perfume. And Uh it's supposed to be like the pheromones are going to attract your man. I think it's attractive. I think when you are truly, truly attracted to someone, 
you will like their scent. Right. I, I totally Without agree. the perfume. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I was getting a Brazilian wax this morning and I was talking to my waxer about how like I'm so grossed out by things, right? And she's like, I'm really not. I'm like, obviously you're waxing my vagina. And um, she's like, she's like, you know what really drives me nuts is when with is sweat. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I can't handle sweat. She goes, when I smell sweat, I smell a a penny or I smell, I go, oh, you're smelling. She goes, it smells like blood. I go, I think you're smelling iron. Like if you're smelling like a metallic smell, like maybe you're smelling. And I go, are you smelling body odor or are you smelling sweat? And she was like, I don't know, but I can even smell it on myself. And she didn't even think she had a strong sense of smell, but I bet you she has a strong sense of like pheromone smell. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's why like now my partner and I don't wear any perfume and I don't wear um, lotion that has scent in it because Uh we're just, we love natural scent. Each other's scent. Wow. And that's like, and that's not just you. That's just you being in tune with your, with your intuition and, Mm -hmm. and, and doing three years in a row of sexual meditations every day. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) That's so interesting. What about, okay. So dating apps, I want to talk about dating apps because this is another thing. Like have they ruined sexual chemistry altogether? I go on these freaking dating apps, like, and I find these guys, whatever. And I'm a, I'm an FBI investigator. And so I go (laughs) on their Instagrams and I'll like look and see who they follow. And I don't know if you know this trick, but if you go on Instagram, somebody you follow and you look at who they follow after your mutual people, the the next people that are highest in the list are their, their most recent follows. So you oh, can, yeah, I yeah. did not mm-hmm. know that Man, you really are an FBI. Investigator. I know, I know. And so you can see like, who are they following? What are they into? Da, da, da. And it's like, all these guys are following like these hot chicks mm-hmm. who are like, you know, full of filters or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, what are you looking for? Like, are you looking to just fuck or are you looking for a relationship? Like you, are you saying one thing and doing another? Like, or are you just going on Instagram for eye candy? Like what's happening here? But I feel like that is men who are actually on these dating apps. I feel like a lot of them are that way. Mm, You know, uh, I think people are on dating apps too for, certain reasons that are not looking for a relationship or even sex like there mean? are two reasons that studies found outside of wanting to be in a relationship or having sex is number one is to um get validation or increase their self-esteem oh, that is the number one reason outside of wanting outside a relationship of, or okay, having okay. sex yeah okay. so i would like a third reason is wow. validation like they want to get a lot of matches so that it validates them so that they feel like they have a higher self-esteem, you know, whether or not it's a right way, it's not a right way, but <laughs> it yeah. does work in terms of getting external validation. Right. I mean, Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so fascinating. But then what about sexual chemistry? I mean, like if I'm going on, you know, when I go on a date with this person or whatever, it's like, Honestly, I feel like for the most part, people have been pretty like honest. I think, thank God, you know, I'm mm-hmm. attracting that sort mm-hmm. of person. Yeah. But I mean, there's horror stories out there. What are people doing with trying to fake who they are and then meeting in real life? Oh my gosh. So a research found you fake men, most men fake about their height. Oh most women fake about their weight. 
and then there's a significant. We don't put weight on there. We don't put like, weight on there. They tell or like they uh-huh. show pictures that are like thinner than current oh. pictures. Like, yeah. Um, not necessarily talking, but yeah. And then the third one is there is a rise of people lying about their marital status. Okay, I could see that, but I also think there's a rise in people being more into ethically non-monogamous relationships. Yeah. So like maybe they're not lying. Oh no, they're lying. There's a lot they of people are. that are actually lying. So they're um, it's, they're going the Ashley Madison route. Oh yeah, no, no, like no, no. Cheating? Like they're on Tinder, go taking girls on dates and then like tell them two three dates in like oh by the way I have a wife. Oh, gross. Oh, my God. Yeah. One of my best friends just went to a date with a child psychologist. Okay. Yeah. You'd think that would uh, be an ethical person. Who in a second date told her, oh, hey, by the way, I don't think you, I don't, this is what he said. I don't think you're going to think this is a big deal. Okay. But I am married and I have a wife and I have a daughter. And does he plan to stay married or was he, did he at least like lie and say he's separated? He didn't, I don't, I don't know. She left. Yeah, she bye. Said, yeah. No, thank you. Like, you assume that you're fully single if you're on a date. Like, if right. not, you need to be upfront with that. You need to tell them since, like, when you're texting, not like meeting in person. Totally. Yeah, that's wrong. Okay. I want to talk about sexual satisfaction. First of all, how do, how would you define it? There's two ways to define sexual satisfaction one is internal, another one is interpersonal. So an internal sexual satisfaction is how satisfied you feel with your own sexuality, right? There are women who are very uncomfortable. There are people who are very uncomfortable or ashamed of their body parts or uncomfortable just being naked. In that case, they would rate their internal sexual satisfaction as low because that's the how you feel about your own sexual self. But then there's interpersonal sexual satisfaction, which is how satisfied you are with your sex life with others, particularly with a partner, if you have a partner. And that's subjective, right? You can rate it from one to 10 after you have sex with them, or you can feel like in general that this is how I feel about them sexually. Are they equally as important? I, I would personally say yes. Uh, I mean, there isn't any like scientific evidence to say one weighs more than the other but if you think about it theoretically like you gotta feel good about yourself you gotta feel good about having partnered sex so i would say like 50 50 yeah to me what that says to me is that um you have to have um you have to have self-esteem and you have to have chemistry with partner. That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Which is- I love it. You're such a good TA. You're like summarizing. <laughs> right? Listen, guys, here are two bullet points from what Tara said. <laughs> so which one do we find first, the self-esteem or the chemistry? I would say self-esteem. Okay. Find our, find. I mean, we can always masturbate, I guess. 100%. And actually yeah. um, masturbating increases your sexual self-esteem because you feel capable of giving yourself Mm. pleasure oh i love that that's so interesting yeah so when women are struggling with their own sexuality i usually prescribe like go masturbate first so okay in your five thousand participant study when you examining sexual Mm -hmm. satisfaction talk to me about those results Mm -hmm. oh it's super interesting because i was curious what contributes to long-term sexual satisfaction, right? Because we could have like short-term sexual satisfaction. Some people love, you know, a one-night stand. Like some people would say they have like a whole face, right? And they totally. had fun. They had, a, they had a fun time. Right. But when they really reflect and observe, like, was that truly satisfying? Maybe not really. 
right? Not that fulfilling. So uh, I asked people based on these like different measurements, uh, what would be an important factors contributing to one's long-term sexual satisfaction? And I found these three things. The first one is sexual mindfulness. So going back to doing sexual meditation, that mm -hmm. is the best way to gain better sexual mindfulness. Okay. Yeah. Or doing other things like yoga. Some people find really? like doing dishes mindful, um, whatever that slows you down and you're like focusing on one thing and you're, you're kind of sounds like staying in the present. Yes. Yes. 100%. Okay. Yeah. That's hard so to do. It's very hard to do. When it comes to sex, a lot of people report having intrusive thoughts. Oh, so 100%. Start thinking about <laughs> I'm always thinking like, why am I not coming yet? Why am I not coming yet? Like, I always think yeah. that. I think it's my yeah. porn brain. Like, you know what I it mean? Is. That, you know, in porn, you always see like these women coming and it's, you know, it's fake. But like, that's what I can tell the second I have sex with somebody, how much porn they watch, you know? Yeah. And and, and as much as I know, I host this podcast. I know a, a lot of, I feel like I know a lot about sex yeah. that I, and I recognize that like orgasms are all different and arriving there is all different and it's being mm -hmm. comfortable with yourself and you're knowing your body and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And yet I still find myself locked in that thought pattern. Isn't that wild? Same, you know, sometimes really? I feel like that too. Yeah. Especially with orgasms. Cause I'm like, yeah. I want it. Right. And so yeah. I'm thinking about it. You know, I have a friend who says when she gives a blowjob, she counts from one to 60. How come? So that she knows like, oh, I'm giving I'm giving it like a full full attention oh. for for one minute. And I'm like, is that good? Like, are you feeling the pleasure? She's like, no. <laughs> but the point oh. isn't the pleasure. The point is to give him pleasure. So I'm just yeah. counting. I don't think she likes giving a blowjob. No, I don't think so. But uh, that's her like <laughs> method. But I would say that's intrusive thoughts too. Uh, but right. yeah, the first right. thing is sexual mindfulness and the right? ability to be present during sex. Um, the second thing is what we just talked about, sexual self-esteem. Okay. The higher the sexual self-esteem, the more likely you're going to find your sex life satisfying. Okay. And sexual self-esteem comes from um, understanding your capability as a sexual person, loving your body and your naked body, the ability to have sex in, you know, broad daylight or with lights on, um, right. feeling ashamed about body parts. Ooh, a lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people struggle mm -hmm. with that. Uh, I was just talking to someone who said, you know, penis anxiety is a real thing. And hmm. uh, a lot of young men have penis anxiety. Because they don't think it's big enough or it's crooked, too crooked, or it's not getting yeah. hard or like They're whatever. They're concerned about the size, the smell, the the uh -huh. girth, the, you know, aesthetic, the like yeah. all kinds of things. They're concerned because they watch mainstream porn. And like right. these porn stars have beautiful penises, like eight inch, no hair, you right. know. Uh, so yeah, they're yeah, I could totally see that. They have penis anxiety, uh, and I mean, don't even get me started with women. Like for all our lives, really, all we see are you know models and just right. seemingly like really perfect bodies on mm -hmm. magazines and TV shows. So yeah, like we have issues. You know, I've been totally. working through my own like body image issues for like ten years. I've, yeah, you're I used a good to company. hate my body. Yeah, yeah. and how'd you get beyond that? Um, <laughs> sexual meditation <laughs> really wow. uh, also you know um i i'm not sure if i can talk about it on this show but i would say right, my psychedelic journey oh yeah okay yeah, cool yeah yeah well i mean 
the psychedelic journeys are all about like bringing you into the present, like finding mm-hmm. yourself and who you are and like relieving trauma and opening up those like neuro pathways to fully connect again instead of being shut down. Right. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Right? Okay. And I yeah. was able to fully connect with myself and love myself. And after that, I worked a lot on integrating what I had learned during this, those sessions, like my ayahuasca journey mm-hmm. and, and, I I don't I don't want to say I'm like 100% have overcome it but I would say I'm 90% there like I feel really good about my body every single day I look at myself I'm like damn I'm sexy good for you go girl that's amazing <laughs> Thank you. but it doesn't mean I don't have like days where I feel bloated and I feel shitty Right, right, right. And yeah, we're so harsh on ourselves too. Too harsh. But yeah, that's the second factor is okay. for sexual self-esteem, sexual which self-esteem. comes from like different things. And then the very last thing, and actually any sexologist will tell you, this is the most important thing for sexual satisfaction, is sexual communication. Oh, okay. There we yeah. have it again. Communication. Yep. Now, are we talking about talk, verbalizing words? We're we're talking about different things. So it could be macro communication, which is talking about sex, right? It right. could be micro communication. So verbal feedback during sex. Okay. Yeah. So there's macro, there's micro, there's about sex, there's during sex, but there's also other communication practices that allow you to have a more fulfilling sex life, like sexting. Sexting is communication. Right. Totally. Computer mediated communication. And it's uh, research found for people in relationships. Sexting actually contributes to sexual satisfaction big time. Yeah. I mean, I love sexting. Right. Of course you do. Yes, (laughs) of course I do. What do you send? Oh, that's a great question. Like I'll send like um, sexy like boob shots, um, like nipple shots or whatever. Um, I'll I'll like text like I'm feeling horny or like mm-hmm. um, I loved it when this happened or, you know, so, just things like that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. And also a fun way, a unique way for sexting if p- listeners want to try is to record your moan and have them use it as a morning alarm stop that's amazing <laughs> yeah. oh my god oh my god i'm writing that down you're like i'm doing this tonight i'm sending it oh to my me. god yeah. he can wake up with a little horny megan every day like it's ah. amazing especially oh long uh, long distance relationships yeah good advice okay so sexual satisfaction is sexual mindfulness sexual self-esteem and sexual communication one two three and boom 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 literally sounds like great advice for every factor of life every facet of life yeah um Except nobody talks about sex. We mm-hmm. just think like it's supposed to happen, but it takes work. Oh, yeah. It definitely takes work. It takes effort, it, conscious effort. It doesn't just happen. I think when you're in your early 20s, you think it's just like, you know, you just stumble upon <laughs> sex and you just have sex and Whoops. it was fun. And yeah, but there's so much more. I mean, even someone who as someone who studies sex. I'm learning new things every day. Mm-hmm. I have just even recently, like just a couple of years ago, learned about Tantra because mm. I'm not educated in the Eastern philosophy. I'm mm-hmm. I'm educated in America. So I learn Western philosophies and methods and, you know, the psychology behind different things. But I've never learned uh, these other things that existed that I, they don't teach in school. You right. know, tantric sex, tantric massages, sexological body work. Um, somatic sexual like wellness somatic sex coaching uh, things like these they don't teach in school it's like a eastern oh God, slightly like spiritual sexual thing 
if you do like if you go on a retreat or something hit me up i want to go too you want to go with me yeah <laughs> i do Perfect. like i mean i'll bring i'll bring my partner or i'll you know if you go alone but yeah i would love to do something like that that sounds amazing yeah and just like good for get to know yourself yeah have you ever heard of um and it's scandalous because there there's like a whole netflix show about it orgasmic meditation no the om like om no i'm gonna watch it's okay i'm gonna watch that i love documentaries okay yeah. um, okay orgasmic meditation i'm definitely gonna watch that tell me about what is that or not meditation orgasmic it's meditation? called orgasmic meditation oh, it is. But okay i don't see it as meditation per se and um when you watch the show, uh, you'll learn more. Okay. But basically, they got started, like they became famous because they guarantee these, like, you know, sexual pleasure for women. What it is, is basically huh. this is, I'm not doing it justice because there's, it's a lot more nuance. But basically, what happens is you go in either with your partner or no partner as a woman uh, or someone with vulvas, and then you like, become a part of this practice where you like start you know massaging yourself your partner or the partner at home that they assign to you start massaging you and then Assigned you like, open your legs oh. and it's like mm -hmm. a 15 minute fingering session okay is that the one where it's like the slow like tap tap okay yes i've so, i've heard about this orgasmic massage but only with like a partner not with just you know a random partner Oh, no. Yeah. When when you go to well, I don't know if they host it anymore. But in the past, when you go to their retreats or events, uh, if you don't come with a partner, it's OK. You can get a partner there to do it for you because the whole point is to release and surrender and enjoy because you do nothing in return. Like as a as a woman, you don't do anything in return. You just right. receive. you receive for 15 minutes. And for some people like that act alone, they're like crying because as a result, uh, they're like, oh, my God, I have never given myself time like that. Like I'm wow. always giving, taking care of people, taking care of my husband, my kids. And I was never just receiving 15 minutes. And it's all about me. So wow. it's powerful. However, yeah, I can um, see that. when you watch a documentary, apparently there were some like internal abuse that i mean like, duh like i feel like yeah. hello it's like i mean it's, it's the most vulnerable place on your entire body like that just sounds yeah. like a recipe for a disaster if you're not with yeah. you know someone you know and trust so yeah so document the documentary is kind of dubbing them as like a like pleasure cult like a mm -hmm. cult where there's a lot of sexual abuse which you know i don't know <laughs> sounds like yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to watch it and get back to you. Yeah. This has been so interesting. Okay, Dr. Tara, we can find you on TikTok. We can find your podcast. What's your podcast called? Love Bites by Dr. Tara. And it's, how do you spell it? L-U-V-B-I-T-E-S. Okay, perfect. I have loved talking to you. You sound like, it's, it feels like talking to a friend. This has been so yeah. easy and comfortable and so informative. Thank you so much. Um, and let me know about like any retreats or anything. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm going to follow you on TikTok and Instagram yes. and whatever I can. And so let me know. Let's go together. I'll send you a DM. Totally. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Tara. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. Thank you. You have a good one. Bye. Bye-bye. That was so much fun. Honestly, she does seriously feel like a friend. Sometimes you just get a guest that comes on. They just feel like a friend. And she is one of them. Um, 
Yeah. So interesting about the dating apps and how men, like a lot of men and women are on dating apps looking for validation and self-esteem makes complete sense to me. I feel like people just sit on these apps and they don't even like talk on these apps sometimes, even when you connect, it's like they just wanted to connect or maybe they are talking and sounds like an interview. It's just it's so weird. All right, guys. Well, Thanks for listening to this episode of Intimate Knowledge. Dr. Tar was so much fun to talk to. We get got through our um, topics of the day, our interesting points. I am headed to the wedding. I'm going to Charleston in a couple of days. I haven't been there. It's, gosh, it's a, it's a long. It's long to get there. I don't think there's any direct. There's no direct flights from St. Louis. Oh wait, there is. I got a return flight, direct flight. It's expensive. It's supposed to rain the whole day of our wedding. Poor thing, but. Um, can't wait to see my man. It's going to be so much fun. So till next week, it, because if I know, you know. Okay. Bye, everybody. Follow me on Instagram. Watch my my life, my up and comings. See you next week. Bye. Subscribe to Intimate Knowledge on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.